Thanks for tuning in to the BYU-Idaho Radio Podcast. I'm Brandon Isle with your evening headlines for Monday, August 21st, 2023. 25 people are facing drug and firearms charges after a pair of local task forces worked together to get the indictments. In a news conference today, Idaho's U.S. Attorney Josh Hurwitt said 17 indictments were issued over the last several months that resulted in seizing 98 pounds of meth, 21,000 fentanyl pills, 531 grams of fentanyl powder, 38 firearms, three bulletproof vests, and $121,000. While it will take some time for these cases to work their way through the criminal justice system, I am confident that Idaho is safer today because of the combined efforts of federal, state, and local law enforcement. Some of those agencies include the FBI, DEA, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Local agencies like sheriff's offices and Idaho State Police also helped. Canyon County Sheriff Kieran Donahue said the people selling these drugs are committed to getting them on the streets because they're making billions of dollars. This is a battle, and we are in it for the long haul. They are as well. And so they're committed. We have to be more committed. And that's why you see such a great collaboration of state, local, and federal partnerships. This wasn't by accident, this was by design. We have been working together, we are working together, and we will continue working together to stop this threat to both the state of Idaho, Southwest Idaho, and quite frankly, the United States. Some of the people facing charges are traced to gangs in the Treasure Valley and the drugs tracked to two drug cartels in Mexico. Matt Dom, the drug enforcement agency special agent in Boise, said seizing these drugs has saved lives. The 21,000 pills that were seized on this case is significant because um, one pill that's laced with fentanyl, two milligrams of fentanyl, is considered a lethal dose. And through our lab testing, it's showing that six out of every 10, 60% of the pills have that amount in that pill. So the amount of lives that are potentially safe for these kind of poisonings is significant. Five of those suspects in this case have already pleaded guilty, with three of them awaiting sentencing. The other 20 will face their charges in the coming days and weeks. Hurricane Hillary has brought unexpected storms and flooding to California, and now the storms have reached Idaho. Although Hillary is no longer a hurricane, the remnants are heading northwest through the Boise area. Audra Moore is a meteorologist at the National Weather Service in Pocatello. She says even though most of the storms are traveling to western Idaho, it's still impacting eastern Idaho with showers and thunderstorms. So today, especially the biggest impacts for us continue to be Uh, rainfall with some embedded thunderstorms, of course, and then uh, wind. Wind is really big across pretty much the entire area today. The Central Mountains will see the bulk of the storms in Idaho and has a flood watch. The Smiley Creek area has a flash flood warning. Moore says the Magic Valley up to the Snake River Plain will have high winds today. We're already seeing gusts up to about 30, 40 miles per hour down here at the lower elevations. Um, Higher up on some of our peaks, we've already seen gusts of 50 miles per hour. So it is definitely going to be windy today. Um, it'll, It'll improve as we get into tomorrow. Moore recommends securing items that could be blown away in the high winds. There's anything you don't want blown around uh, throughout the rest of the day, you know, either bring it inside or kind of tie it down or You know, maybe it's a trash day if you can go get your trash cans as soon as they get picked up, um, just so you don't lose those. 
The remnants of Hillary will continue moving north today and tomorrow, eventually ending up in the northeast. Leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints visited members of the church impacted by the devastating wildfire on Maui. Elder Mark A. Bragg at General Authority 70 and president of the church's North America West area visited Maui on Friday. Their resilience, their spirituality, their faith, their hope, and here they've all, every single one of them, displaced. Um, and yet there was joy in that meeting. There was joy in their countenance. Elder Bragg also held a youth devotional while he was in Maui. Five Latter-day Saints are among the 114 people who died in the fire. Eighty members of the church lost their homes, including Unuloto Tokiaho. A lot of people asking if we're moving to Arizona. I said, no, we're going to stay and help each other. And that's what the gospel is all about. During the evacuations, two church buildings were open as shelters and distribution centers for food and clothing. The Lieutenant Governor of Hawaii, Sylvia Luke, and a state senator visited the shelter with Elder Bragg. This is probably the best shelter I have seen. It provides individuality, it provides privacy. The fact that they were able to put this together even in a half day is just so amazing. But this is what faith and this is what uh, love is all about. Seeing a setup behind me that I've seen in any of our shelters, I think the state can learn from something like this. Members of the church have also organized other relief efforts and missionaries are serving in the community. The church also donated $1 million to the American Red Cross for ongoing relief efforts. I'm Brandon Isle, and this has been your evening headlines for Monday, August 21st. You can find more great content on this podcast feed. Just ask Alexa, Google, or Siri to play the latest BYU-Idaho radio podcast. Or find us on your favorite podcast app. This is BYU-Idaho Radio.